It's been a year since the remnants of Hurricane Ida ravaged the Mamaroneck community. Local creatives put their skills on full display at the Arts Festival. And countless devices and gadgets were fixed at the Repair Cafe. Today is October 31st, 2022. I'm Claire Goldshaw. I'm Thomas Palmer. And I'm Erin McManus. You're listening to Community Connections, only on Mamaroneck Public Radio. In the summer of 2021, the remnants of Hurricane Ida ravaged the Mamaroneck community, bringing extremely heavy rains and harsh winds. Mamaroneck Avenue became a river. Thousands of residents were displaced into our very own high school, and many more were without power for days on end. We spoke with Nicole Alfonte and Pam Brandman of CURE, a local volunteer group based here in Mamaroneck and Larchmont, with the mission to advocate for and educate our community on systemic racism locally. CURE was an instrumental component of the recovery process following the hurricane, working with a multitude of separate organizations to achieve the most efficient revival of the community as possible. We asked Nicole and Pam about how their organization helped after Ida and what still needs to be done in the future. They described CURE's work directly following the devastation, which included gathering volunteers, distributing resources, and more. So we really dove into um, what we could do, which was mobilize some volunteers and do a um, clothing drive, basically, and a toiletry drive, and gather gift cards, and used St. Thomas, which was another partner, St. Thomas Episcopal, um, as a hub where we organized that and ran that for about six weeks. Cure acquired new volunteers and collected money to purchase or repurpose the basic necessities of the victims of the hurricane needed during this time. They also collaborated with St. Thomas Church as a place to hold these drives, welcoming anyone in need for about eight weeks. There were a lot of different efforts, um, and there was so much need that you know all of these efforts were, were absolutely valuable. Once people who lost their homes began to start moving into their new ones, many CURE volunteers offered at-home appliances to help with this new beginning. Sheets and towels, yeah. whatever it was. So it was almost like adopting a family. Um, and again, it was really the Community Resource Center who spearheaded that, um, gathered the information and the needs on individual families, and then we used this, this volunteer base that had sprung up out of you know, uh, this, you know, our community is incredibly generous. Yeah. They had people sign up to supply specific families with their personal needs, and CURE made sure all of them were sent to the right place. There were so many contributing factors to the regrowth of what was lost, and it came from all over the community. You know, there, there are vulnerable populations are going to take way longer time to rebound, um, and... Yes, so there's still a need. There's there's some post-traumatic stress disorder. There are kids who get scared when it rains, right? If there's heavy, heavy rain, I mean, I live in a really secure building and it was starting to flood. So, you know, if all of a sudden you're somewhere in a basement, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So I think um, the next step is really looking at, you know, what are the emergency reliefs, which Pam can talk about, like the quick, okay, it's happening again, what do we do? Mm-hmm. But then there's also what are the long-term things that we can point to five and ten years from now and say that we did. Nicole and Pam mentioned how they have taken a step in creating emergency plans for prevention of this happening in the future. Cure and different groups have discussed ways we can have host families on standby. This would solidify a plan where if another family is displaced, they will have somewhere to stay until they can get back on their feet. They also planned out options for toiletries, such as what they need and how to follow through with distributing items. 
If you want to be recruited for prevention groups, you can always call a local volunteer force or a place of worship and see how you can put your name down to call in the event of an emergency. In a time of crisis, we're not just sort of um, just doing charity, but we're actually connecting and we're actually supporting each other. Cure remains devoted to fighting the seminal issues that face Mamaroneck today. Meanwhile, a local event in Mamaroneck provided a fantastic outlet for community members to showcase their hidden skills, which we talk about next. Our local committee is home to a vibrant network of environmental committees and volunteers who work to make the Mamaroneck area as sustainable as possible. As part of these efforts, the Repair Cafe came to Mamaroneck on October 17th for the second consecutive year. An indoor outdoor event sponsored by all three local municipal governments, it featured community members honing what they have for many, a hidden talent, fixing items. From clocks to computers to bicycles, residents enjoyed seeing life brought back into their well-loved gadgets. The event, which took place at Senior Center on Boston Post Road, also hosted food and local entertainment. After roaring success, mark your calendars for the return of the Repair Cafe next fall. Our next segment will focus on another meaningful local event that took place this fall. Recently, on October 8th, there was an exciting opportunity for local artists to present a variety of different projects to the Larchmont and Mamaroneck community. Dozens of creatives of all kinds presented and sold their works at the annual Arts Festival in Larchmont's Constitution Park, accompanied by performances from local musicians. NPR reporters Sebastian Gold and Thomas Palmer spoke to Joe Cartolano, a local metalsmith who operated a booth at the event. Cartolano discussed the importance of the event, explaining the necessity of local art in the community and how pivotal it is that there are opportunities for residents to experience it. All right, so we're here with Joe. Um, so tell us a little about yourself, Joe. What are you selling right now? Um, so I am a metalsmith. I come to the Lightroom Fair. This is my third time here. Um, and I sell jewelry. I sell chainmail, uh, bracelets, earrings, and I make rings. It's a yeah. lot of fun for me. How'd you hear about the event? Um, so I heard about it, huh? So I guess three years ago, I was at a fair, and I remember a gentleman came up to me and said, "Hey, uh, you guys, have, you have some really great stuff here. Would you be interested in joining the Larchmont uh, fair?" And I said, "Oh, please send me an email." And then, you know, now I'm here. <laughs> so, how do you think this day has been going for you so far in terms of business and just meeting people and everything? Pretty great. I mean, I really enjoy just talking with people, like having a good time. It's not raining. Last week it was supposed to rain, so having it this week is a lot better. Of course. Um, and I've having a blast so can't beat it and what do you think overall about the event and its impact on our community i think it's a really important event to bring awareness to art because just the fact that it's already such an underrepresented part of school and like just life in general i think that having a fair like this really brings out awareness to just how awesome art can be you be back next year i hope so yeah (laughs) thank you so much thank you so much The Arts Festival has proven, year after year, to be an exciting event for community members of all ages, and this is a tradition that our community can cherish for years to come. This has been Claire Goldtrall, Thomas Palmer, and Erin McManus with Community Connections on Mamaroneck Public Radio. For more full-length articles and press releases, check out our partners at Mamaroneck School Paper, The Globe. And if you'd like to share your voice or story with NPR, shoot us an email at americanpublicradio at gmail.com. That's all, community. Stay connected.